Hey, you with the rhinestone dog collar. Between us dogs, I just convinced my human to upgrade to a new home with a 1,200 square foot bathroom. I think she called it a yard. With Wells Fargo's 3% down payment on a fixed rate loan, my human realized a new home was within reach. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash woof. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Down payments as low as 3% on a fixed rate loan require mortgage insurance. Ask a home mortgage consultant about loan requirements. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Equal housing lender. NMLS RID 399801. Feral Audio. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Good evening, everyone, or good afternoon, whatever, morning. I'm giving you a greeting. Welcome to the show. It's a good one. It's with um, Amir Golan, is my guest. You might not know who he is. He's not a superstar, but he's a funny, interesting guy who's had interesting jobs. He wrote on Conan the very first year, and uh, he's got some good stories. So he'll be up in a few minutes. Um, I'm going on the road. April 19th, Memphis, Tennessee. April 21st, Mulvane, Kansas, which is near Wichita. But if you live in Wichita, you probably already know that. 27th, Grand Rapids, Michigan. April 29th, Pontiac, Michigan. April 30th, Lansing, Michigan. I know, it's a lot of time to spend in Michigan and not do a show in Detroit. It's, it's curious, but there's a reason, and it has nothing to do with Detroit. Um, no, there's no reason. It's just the way it worked out. Anyway, what else do I have? Oh, May 30th, Sasquatch Festival in Washington State. Then in June, I'm doing my crowd work tour in the UK, the United Kingdom. June 13th, I'll be in Manchester at the Pub Zoo. And then I'll be at the Soho Theater the 14th through 18th of uh, June. July 1st and 2nd, the new Draft House Comedy Theater in Washington, D.C. Check out Feral Audio. They bring you this podcast, a lot of other podcasts. And if you want to support their podcasts without like making a direct donation... Go to uh, feralaudio.com and click on Support Our Artists, and there's an Amazon portal. So if you order stuff from Amazon, and you're going to order it anyway, Feral Audio will get a cut of that money, and uh, then I will get a cut of that cut, and then I will give a cut of that cut. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't make a lot of money off. It's not about me making money. It's about the other podcasters making money. Go to the Amazon portal on feralaudio.com. Follow me on Twitter. And uh, what else is there? Oh, Netflix special. Yeah, someone just slammed my door. Not my door. Did you hear that door slam? That was a door slam. I do this in my apartment. Anyway, I think that's it, right? At Todd Barry on Twitter, toddberry.com. And uh, here is Amir Golan. Are you comfortable? You have your jacket on, I see. Like, you have your jacket, like a yeah. police... Yeah, I almost wore a tie because. Uh, Jeez, for a podcast, not even a live like, podcast taping, man. I was, I was trying to pretend it's like uh, like going on the Tonight Show or something. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> are you are you over? Are you I'm, comfortable? I'm good. I guess yeah. you're a grown man. You can tell me if you don't have. You don't need me to tell you to take your fucking coat off. <laughs> wow, I got dirty real early, man. Are you comfortable there? I'm good. I'm in seat. It's cramped. I'm good. Yeah. Here. No, no. It's a weird setup I have here. It's not super. No, I figured. I heard about. 
podcasts. I, I did one in Philly. It was fun. Is this only your second and podcast This is my ever? second one ever. ever? Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. That is going to be, uh, that'll be in the tweet <laughs> to promote this. Who was the first one? Um, a guy named Steve Rees and Eric Todd and uh, um, Darren Martinez. They have a podcast in Philly. It was part of the Philly Podcast Festival. Oh, my God. Yeah. So your your podcast debut was in a festival showing. In a festival showing, yeah. And it was fun. So there was, was live good. audience there. There was, yeah. A little, you know, scattered around a, a dark room, about 13 people. Okay. That's not, <clears throat> it's, quite, it's not quite a festival, is it? Uh, yeah. We, we knew we were part of it somewhere okay. in an abstract so You were competing sense. against other shows. and Yeah. So not every show is packed. I get it. Yeah. I've certainly been done festivals where my shows aren't packed. So if those guys are listening, <laughs> which I'm guessing they are, no hard, nothing, no disrespect. Exactly. Respect. Respect. Total respect. You don't live in Philly anymore, do you? I do not. I am. Uh, I finally live in New York for the first time. Where do you live in New York? Uh, in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Kensington. Kensington. Brooklyn. Yeah. I don't know anything about Kensington. Mm-hmm. You got restaurants there and stuff? Restaurants, uh, food town. Food town. Uh, we don't need to do name brands. <laughs> Food man is not sending me any cash anytime soon. Well, they film movies like on my block constantly. Oh. So I saw, like, within months of moving there, Judd Apatow in the food town. Oh, really? And uh, was also, he shopping or was he? He was shopping. He was really? in, and it was the strangest thing because um, I always quote tell people this quote that I read that I read somewhere where he said, "Oh, his biggest pleasure in life, one of them, it's a simple thing, is just feeding his family." Like yeah. he said, like it's he gets such a kick out of it, like just that he feeds them, and there he was, like in a food town, buying some of the food, buying... which, which he was gonna eat. but he's on the road. That, but he lives. It's weird that he would be actually like. Well, so he's like, you think he was just filming there, and he's like, hey, I should pick up a few. Yeah, things. he was down in the in the subway, which there's four corners of the subway yeah. there, and it's I guess a great spot to film movies uh, um i just saw will smith there like two weeks ago too really? he took a photo with my sons in the in the subway you asked him for a photo yeah yeah why not he's, he cool he's totally it? nice yeah he's sweet he took photo with both of them really yeah, well, they're yeah. kids yeah you're to gonna say them. shoot shoot yeah, down kids yeah kids <laughs> so you weren't afraid to approach him no, why not? He, you know, he had very few people around. There was just this buzz that he was down there, uh-huh. and I think it hadn't gotten around yet. So we ran down, and sure enough, he was just walking. They had like a fake uh, subway set up for him to to film something, uh-huh. and he was between takes. And I just so, said, "Hey, Will." He kind of he actually came back when I said his name. I said, "Like Will?" There's <laughs> a you know Will, and he turned around and he saw like, "Could you take a photo?" Yeah. So you. <laughs> Just to be clear, this guy's in the middle of filming something. No, between takes. I said between, between takes. Yeah. What, is that? what do you think? That's like. What do you think? That's not. He's not at work when he's between takes. Unbelievable. Yeah. Industries. But that's nice that he was nice. Yeah. But, I mean, he know, could have said no, but you know, he was. He could have said, you know, I am between takes. It's a weird time to ask me. <laughs> you think that's what this time is for? <laughs> oh, I hope. <laughs> well, my son had a Philly shirt, like a Phillies yeah. shirt on. So he's from Philadelphia. And then when, once he saw that and he saw his kids, I think yeah, it, was yeah. it was disarming. It was a one-two so. punch. Yeah. Did you chat with him at all? A teeny bit. I said, um, love your work. Yeah. <laughs> class, that's a classic. And he said, thank you. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, he was just happy that it was Phillies. What'd and, you do with the picture? Um, did not post it. Did My your son kids know put who he was? Oh yeah, yeah. They were thrilled. How yeah. old are your kids? Uh, twelve and nine. You have a twelve-year-old kid? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I know. Now I was forty when he was born. I, Seriously? I, I felt like a teenage dad. And You're fifty-two. Like, I'm going to be fifty-three next. Are month. you serious? I'm totally. I'm. We're about the same we age. We are. Yeah, we're the exact age. Yeah, right. I don't lie about <laughs> that. I don't necessarily always bring up my age. I lean right into wow, it. Wow. Yeah. I would never. I'm trying to think now what I would have guessed for you. I would have gone like forty-four. Thank you. Fifty-two. <laughs> so you had a kid when you were forty. Yeah. And then another one. Uh, like forty-three. Damn. Yeah. Were you planning um, on having kids or were they? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, we've been married for a long time. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, but we're comics. This is I like... ask you horrible questions. <laughs> I, then I just go, hey, it was a horrible question, and it's as if I didn't ask it, even though I knew I was asking. <laughs> oh, man, I'm really on to myself. The, uh, now, I'm, when I first met you, I don't remember the specific time. It was part because when you were living in Boston, right? Yeah, we drove out to a gig together with Jonathan Groff in 1986 or 87 i remember he was all excited he was like oh todd barry's coming from new york it was like this yeah. big thing well i should explain to the people at home <laughs> first of all the jonathan groff we're talking about is not the actor yeah it's jonathan groff same spelling i believe yep. yeah i mean there's only one real way to spell jonathan uh who used to be the head writer of conan prior to that he was a comedian and now he works on, I think, Blackish. Exactly. He always has like uh, sort of deals going. He's showrunner type guy now. But he and I, I befriended him because we worked at uh, Catch Princeton together. Okay. And he sort of got me into the uh, in the loop in the Boston comedy scene, which was very vibrant at that time. Right. Right. So he got me gigs. So we did one together. We went. I think I was just the driver for it. And oh, and, I like that. <laughs> How did what did that? I have? think I knew John, uh, Jonathan, and uh, he said, "Oh, you got to check out this guy. He's great." Really, he said, Todd Barry. Yeah. And, See, that's hard to believe because back then I, I can't imagine that I was great. Now it's it's undeniable. <laughs> but back then, now uh, yeah, you got laughs, and I remember see, like it was like, wow, he's. He's standing still, and he's getting la- like this is amazing. Like, what was he's the gig? So, I wonder. It was one of those. Was I Bill, think hell gigs, like Bill outside, Downs like maybe yeah. Because um, I remember he got me gigs with that guy Bill Downs, who booked a bunch of stuff. Right, right. And then you would go to his office, and he would hand you like if you did five gigs, he'd hand you five separate checks. <laughs> but uh, that's just a little interesting detail. But you were going under a different name back then. You yes, were James uh, Lemer. Right? James Lemer had a stage name. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why'd you get rid of that? I th- I just wanted to have my real name. You know, I I finally uh, accepted myself enough that uh, I was ready to take on my real. Like I was like, oh, my real name's. I like my real name. Oh, and Mir at first, yeah, Mir Golan. And then when I started, I was kind of like, oh, I should. Uh, you know, Richard Lewis was around and. There was a bunch of Lewises, so I started with James Lewis, and then I thought lemurs were kind of no, funny. Lemurs more interesting. And lemur is kind of like a funny animal. I thought, oh, that's kind of funny, lemur. So I'll do lemur. And I was on. Uh, I did Doctor Katz as James Lemur. You did. Yeah. Was and me. then at some point you're just. Yeah. Uh, just feel weird. Yeah, it's too weird. And it's weird to have like a credit card with one name, and then someone calling you James when it's like that's not my name. Yeah, I but always felt kind of it. embarrassed when people would say James, and then I got used to it because then I was kind of like, ah, oh, it's my second, you know. So you changed that. So 
you moved from Boston, then you moved to Philly. Were you were you working a lot in Boston? Were you like uh, making a living? I had a few years actually in the really? in the heyday, the eighties like boom of comedy. Yeah, where there was stand up in every town virtually. Yeah, and I used to string together just in New England. Like I never, I left once to go on the road during those years uh, to go out to Ohio, and uh, then one other time to go to Rochester for a week. I worked with Andy Kendler. Oh, wow. The week that the Gulf War broke out, <laughs> we yeah. were working in Rochester <laughs> in some club. And uh, I don't know, it was fun. We were, you know, hung out there. Did you, uh, so you had the, a few good years there? A few good years there. And then the comedy scene busted. And then I got uh, the writing job. Louie helped me get a writing job writing monologue for conan oh i forgot you did that. so i did that or i wrote maybe i never i must have known you done you did that yeah yeah how long did you do that that was six months i lasted two two cycles what happened um you're a good joke writer i'm a good joke writer i wrote the first the first joke he said on the air i wrote the, his absolute his first absolute first oh the, can you imagine the pressure of that moment the first joke he's what gonna, was it man? well he came out and he did a, a physical gag, which he pretended to, to throw up. That was that was his. I remember he did a thing where it was like a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure. Yeah, and there was like a noose yeah. and like behind the scenes with a noose and this stuff. And then he he ran out there and did this take, like, oh, he's gonna throw up. And but the first joke was a, he said uh, most comics get here by um, working for years in nightclubs and then they get their own show on TV. Uh -huh. My plan is to start on TV with my own show and work my way back into the clubs. Oh, that's funny. Got a laugh, and I was like, oh, oh thank God. I mean, what if the first joke and it gets yeah. no laugh, you know? So uh, so did they, what happened? Did they not renew you? Is that the idea? Well, I got renewed one time, and then I think he just wanted more, like, guys like in the room like bouncing ideas because he was like such a room writer like he would yeah he loved bouncing would ideas around room with him? i would go i I, I didn't refuse to go in there <laughs> i am not going to the room i was like I, I, don't, I don't trust him enough to go in there no there were you know like tom agno was in you know there yeah. were people in the room but my tendency in the room unless it was somebody i really know well and i just oh met, you were like, quiet yeah i was very quiet like i was just sitting and was like wow i'm watching comedy writing this is kind of yeah. cool <laughs> like these guys are fun you know i i thought he was funny and everything and and it, but mostly i like i just wanted to go to the office and just write jokes and um and i got plenty of stuff on but i think he just felt like if he could get people you know i never actually even got the feedback from him about it because what they just said they, they just how do they do that if, i know it's an ugly thing to revisit but yeah no it, it was it was like it was it was painful you know because the guy was like yeah we're not you know the producer and i got renewed once because they renewed everybody at the beginning uh -huh. the show was just really getting hammered yeah. and i think they didn't want to let anybody go right and then um but i kind of knew it was in the air like because i got in with louis uh -huh. and louis pulled me aside one day and he was like you know conan's having some doubts about how it's going and uh i remember getting really mad like because I, I felt like oh i'm getting stuff on the air yeah yeah and uh like, like what, you, what, what am i supposed like, to what do what am i supposed to be doing like i'm getting plenty of stuff and and as and and a little bit that's like you know if, if you get that mad about something it's like maybe there's there's something I wasn't seeing about uh -huh. it at the time. So like in retrospect, I was like, oh, okay, maybe there's there's something there. Um and uh you know, and then and then when the guy said like, you know, the second time came around, 
for the renewal. Uh-huh. And he called me in the office and he said, you know, we're not going to pick it up. And I kind of knew it was coming because I didn't really make an effort to repair the thing. Like I could have, when I got the feedback from Louis, you could have said, I could have said, I could have gone to Cone and said, hey, you know, um, I want to make it work. Like this is a yeah. cool job. Like I was yeah. practically working, you know, like a temp job or something before so I got the job. Tell me what I'm doing. Yeah, tell uh, me what I'm doing wrong. Help do me fix. Like the kind of stuff. Like I've been married now for 20 years, and my wife and I go through like fixing situations like that like nine times a day. So it's it wasn't like I didn't know how to fix a thing like that. But I at so that you're point in a bad, I you're in a bad marriage. Is what you're <laughs> I had to get that in there. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So I just kind of clocked in. I was like, you know what? Um, he's not happy. Uh, I, as much as I think Conan's hilarious, like he's hilarious. Yeah. I, but I, I don't think I'll, I'll want to do this forever. Like I don't think it's my destiny to keep doing this job forever. Uh-huh. And um, I'll just, I'll, I'll try to find other work, you know. And uh, so I didn't go and try to repair it anyway. Uh-huh. And and. Um, even at the time, I had a chance to pitch a show because Letterman was looking for somebody to do the show after his. So I went with a, a friend, and we pitched actually to Morty. This was like a ludicrous pitch; like yeah. we had no idea what the show would be. Robert Morty, yeah, we just, uh, yeah, we sat, yeah, we sat with Morty, and uh, my friend uh, said, you know, this is uh, it's going to be like a show about nothing, like the, like the Seinfeld style uh-huh. thing, like. You know, people come out for interviews, and uh, it might just be silent for a while. You know, yeah, and he—I mean, he—we weren't really on the same wavelength, yeah. and um, but yeah, I mean, long story short, like I—I I didn't try to repair the situation that was there, um, and then yeah, it was still hard to take, like, because it was a cool job. And the guy was like, "Yeah, we're not going to pick you up." And there was a basketball there, uh-huh. and I remember like grabbing the basketball and kind of like, like holding it yeah. for comfort because it was it was like a painful moment, you know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I made you relive that. No, it's all right. It's. A, it... Did you get any writing jobs after that? No, no, I didn't. I probably would have been more careful. Like at the time, I was single, and uh, my mom was dying, and there was oh, all sorry. this stuff going on. And I was like, you know what? Uh, I was care. I was probably more careless than I would be now with a family and. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. So I just kind of, like, blew my way through it. <laughs> Did you save some money? I no. mean, obviously you don't have the money you saved yeah, back yeah, then. Yeah, from, from back then. From 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you don't seem like a guy who spends a lot of money. No, I, I can... like an insult, but... I can make do on very little, or... You, you seem know, like I, a guy who probably will buy a thrift store jacket, <laughs> as opposed to a, regu- a jacket at a... Well, this is this is Brooks Brothers. This Holy is good shit. stuff! <laughs> Look at that! Boom! Blew up right in my face. I don't. Oh my god! I fucked up. I'll delete this part. No, I won't. The um. So then you moved to New York when? Uh, so New York was around '93 when I got the job, and then into the spring of '94. So like 22 years ago. You know, I want. That, yeah. I found. I realized something. I want to ask you back to yeah, Boston. Yeah. You used to do. People told me I never obviously witnessed these, but used to do some pretty hilarious uh, like prank calls to the clubs. Oh yeah, yeah. Someone told me about one, but maybe I should. Do you want to tell? Right, me? I think it was. I think Louis maybe had a, a thing where you could record on phones uh-huh. for a while. So 
you know, this was around the time where he was still mostly in Boston and we'd call call each other and uh, we called up a booker and uh, I told the guy that my name was Don Gavin. Don like Gavin a big, is a famous, famous uh, Boston, Boston comic, yeah, yeah. but not the Don Gavin from Boston. I said, I'm, I'm Don Gavin based in Florida uh-huh. and I'm doing really well in Florida <laughs> and I'm thinking of trying to break into the, the Boston scene. Yeah. And uh, does he think I'd have a problem breaking into the scene in Boston? And uh, it was just such a, like a big softball of a stupid question yeah. to ask a booker and then you know they would in- inevitably like go off and start screaming at me on the phone They're like yeah i think you're gonna have a i think you're gonna have a fucking problem up here if you come up <laughs> with that name he's pretty famous he's he's very well established you know and i would just let them like scream at me it was, it was That's pretty funny because yeah. the one i heard I, don't, I think this is you you can tell me if it isn't yeah did you ever call clubs to find out their lineup <laughs> I heard about one. I think it was you where you said, uh, "What uh, what clowns do you have performing?" Oh yeah, yeah. Who are the clowns? That's right, right. Uh, they would answer whatever the you know comedy connection or whatever. I say like, "Yeah, what uh, what do you guys got going on tonight? Who? What's your clowns? Uh, what's the cl- lineup lineup of clowns this evening?" Uh, like what? Yeah, you're clowns. You got a bunch of clowns, or you got just one big clown? What do you got for me? And then I would. <laughs> and then the, the line that I remember was after they said, we don't have clowns, we have comedians, you go, well, well what time do we get ridiculous? Is that, do you remember that? Wow, how do you even... Is it, I just remember yeah. that because it was really funny. That's funny, thank now, you. Did you do know. another one, a prank on some like uh, an open call for comics? Uh, we told them to dress up as, as pirates? I That I don't even really? know. Really? Like, how do you, this is like... Beyond even my own memory. Someone told me that. That's I thought funny. it was you. Maybe it was a dare. Someone out there might, if you're part of the Boston comedy scene of the, yeah. of the late 80s, yeah. early 90s. But there was someone, some guy who did a joke where, I guess it was an open call of uh, <laughs> comedians to come and audition for some TV show. Right, right. Or this guy got the word out that you're supposed to show up dressed as a pirate. <laughs> I no, think he set up the whole funny. thing that, where now, it's like, and then he you're... did like a staggered thing so there'd be right. a steady stream of... <laughs> Comics dressed as pirates walking in. But, that uh, that sounds familiar, but I don't think that was me. So whoever that That's was, that's really I, funny. I yeah. wish they were on the show with me right now instead of you. But I wish they were here. I really thought maybe I didn't know, that, but I knew the other ones were definitely you. Uh, well, that's that's funny shit. Thank now you. you get so then you moved after Conan, you moved to Philly. No, then I moved to uh, San Francisco, and I met my wife out there. So I started living out there. You lived out there? And um, yeah, I'd always liked that town. I wanted to live out there. No, I'm not saying you shouldn't live there. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know that you lived there. I don't remember that you lived there. Yeah, it was short. It was a short period, like a year or two. Uh It was long enough to meet her. Um, I started working as a security guard and performing in the security guard outfit. I had jokes for like security officer jokes. Yeah, I was even called myself security officer Barnes. Uh huh. And uh, I met my wife one night. I was had a Letterman audition because he went out there for a week to do shows. Uh huh. And I had an audition, and uh, I was even wearing the security guard outfit the night I met her. Uh, I was coming back from the audition. It went well, so I was kind of had some cocky confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I saw her come onto the bus. And I was like, "Wow, she's she's attractive." Like, I but I don't know how to on a San Francisco bus. Yeah, yeah, on a San Francisco. Like, she had just those come over. Quite, those the, are quite a freak show. 
Yeah, I mean, right, right. Like always different yeah. people screaming yeah, things yeah. and uh she even has like her San Francisco bus store, you know, she yeah. Um so she comes on and she fit this kind of sort of casting thing that I had in my mind. I was like, wow, she's exactly who I'd want to meet, uh-huh. but it's a bus. Like how do yeah. I talk to her? So I um I got off at her stop and um no, I actually, I didn't talk to her that time. I just missed it. And then I was kind of kicking myself like, oh man, like now I'll, I'll never get a chance to talk to her. But then two weeks later, I saw her again. And this time I thought, well, I better do something. So I, I followed her off the bus and walked in front of her so she wouldn't get scared. And then I did like a, you know, like on Columbo where the guy would like turn around as he got to the door. Remember uh, that move? On, uh, I don't he, remember that, but I can he, imagine. He used move. to kind of do this move where he'd yeah. go like, oh, by the way. Yeah, yeah, like, and then the person yeah, would right. totally like spill the beans because he would ask them some trick. So I said, like, am I, I asked her some BS question. Like, am I going the right way towards something? Yeah. And she said, yeah, something, something. And somehow we struck up a conversation and, uh, you know, I even told her some jokes because I was still like in stand-up mode. Yeah. Like, and then... Uh, one thing led to another. We somehow like started dating, and uh, you know we we've, we've been together for twenty years. Oh my god! Yeah, so but that's that... how I talked to Will Smith too because I kind of like I I don't have breaks about that kind of thing. Like I, in some ways, that's a way that I'm sort of yeah. You're pushy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lou even said that about me. Lou was like, you know, you're you're a pushy Israeli. He was mad at me once for something. He was like, you're a pushy Israeli. <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs to bring up the Israeli thing. (laughs) That's not necessary, Louie. Shame on you. Uh, Wow, that's... See, I know... I had Gary Veter. You know Gary Veter? Yeah, yeah. He met his wife on a train. Like, he just started... Because you'd think, like... I'm not going to... Unless I, you know, I made eye contact with someone and they smiled. Right. I I would probably just leave. Yeah, it is impossible. Like, to this day, I don't know. Like, I, I met women in other circumstances but that's that's very uh unusual what is uh what's your wife do i've met her yeah you met you met her yeah um she's a, a preschool that's teacher right. i mean she taught preschool and now she's been home raising our sons for the last decade or so, and so she's you, getting back out into working so then you moved to philadelphia after san francisco yeah then we met there and we moved to to philadelphia we lived there for uh up until recently when we moved to, to New York. How long did you live in Philly? Did you uh, just tell me that? Yeah, for 15 years. We moved there in, in 2000. Really? Yeah. 15 years? Yep, we lived there for 15 well, years. Did you do comedy there? I did, yeah. I had about like a night a week that I could dedicate to it. So what were I, you doing for a uh, so I started teaching. I was subbing at first, and yeah, then I landed a couple... Sub, you know? I'm sure we've talked about Yeah, we, I remember we commiserated about yeah. subbing and... Uh, and here at first it was easy. I started doing it again here, and uh, it was some for some reason it was set up better in New York. Like at some points I go to sub jobs, and there's somebody already teaching the class. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was really strange. It was a it was a much better experience. But then the second I started bragging about it, it changed. Like I started getting really hard. <laughs> it was almost like I opened my mouth and said, "Oh, it's so easy here," and then it got really hard. It like, was kind of uh, thrilling, like getting that call, like, "Oh, I'm working." I'm working today. Like, what am I going to walk into? And then I was like, oh, yeah. this is terrible. I'm a substitute teacher in New York City. <laughs> right. like, what, do you, what do you think you're going to walk into? 
a bunch of kids are like, oh, my God, the sub is here. Let's show our utmost respect. Exactly. But um, so how long did you do that? Uh, I did that about five years, and then I did a few years of teaching just my own class, like full time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Which class? Uh, Sixth grade math and eighth grade math. Do you like it? No, it was really hard. It was really it was like riding a mechanical bull for an entire year, basically. Why do you say it was, that? It was just tough uh, to maintain the classroom discipline. Is uh, middle school right? That's the so worst age. So it's like suppose yeah, I'd heard it was the worst age. And you're not like a, a six foot eight guy who's right. A tough I'm not, guy. I don't, you don't scream easily, guy. and I don't radiate like uh, yeah. So it made um, doing stand up seem really easy. Like if I'd go do a gig on the weekend. It was always like so much easier in compared. It was like, oh, they're sitting in their seats and they're listening and they're yeah. just like having a drink, you know. Yeah. And kids in school would like run around and try to cut my telephone cord and all sorts of when they still had those. But you never went. Uh, you never really went on the road or anything. No, just really like in New England, we were sp- like spoiled in the eighties because there were gigs everywhere. Uh-huh. And then uh, I did that one week, you know, with with Kindler. And then, uh, how did you get that uh, week? Like, how do you go? I don't do the road at all except the one time I did I th- Rochester. Was it New York or, or Minnesota? It was Rochester, New York. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, it's like my ad- administrative side is kind of like lagging behind. Like, I'll write jokes and just dream up stuff and write. But every once in a while, I'll get myself together and, like, okay, I got to call a booker and I got to, like, get that together. Have you done so a TV I- set? Have you been on TV? Yeah, I just did Last Comic Standing last year. Oh. I was just on that. Every every and, fucking uh, guest I have is on that. Is show. on Last Comic Standing. Yeah, yeah. Like, and not, I don't always know that until they tell me. The um, How did that go? It went well. It was good. You know, I had a couple auditions in clubs, and then I made the top 100. So I went out to L.A., oh. and, uh, and I had two good sets. I advanced to the semis. And uh, had like Norm was a judge, Norm uh, McDonald. He must and, have liked you, right? And he said some that yeah, he was really. Uh, I know he was tough on people too. Yeah, it was it was really nice. Like he, I finished like a set, and he was like, "Oh, that was a great, you know, it was, yeah. it was fantastic." And yeah. in front of the audience and everything, it was really sweet. So you got into the semis. Yeah, so I made uh, the semis, which equaled about like forty seconds of airtime in right. prime time. And, uh, you know, like with comedy where you do the math backwards, like it's always like who in the audience is with their arms folded and glaring at you versus. So at first I was like, oh, man, I only got like 40 seconds of airtime. And then I was like, wait a second, that's that equals like top 40. And that's like, you know, so I kind of like saw the the glasses half full part of it. And uh, it made me want to move here for the first time because I got this extra bit of confidence. How did you audition? About... You auditioned in Philly at a club? No, no, I came up here to Gotham a couple times. Did they sort of uh, grandfather you in, or did you have to camp out or anything like? That? No, no, no camp out. I did the camp out like a decade ago, and it was like truly horrible. You know, uh-huh. like in a in a big line around Gotham Comedy Club, and this was just you walk in. The first night actually had an audience, so Gotham was packed, uh-huh. and. Uh, had a good set and and they they called me back right away Uh and then it was just you're in the empty cavern of gotham in front of three producers oh so you didn't get through that time uh no i got through this is the time i got through okay and then back in the day like 10 years ago i did the the cattle call one a few Uh times and those were like so horrible (laughs) did um so did anything come of the tv appearances 
Um, I mean, I think it helped me get in. Like I passed at the comedy cellar. Yeah. And so that's a, it's a good credit. It's a really, good, a really credit. good credit. Yeah. And no, the comedy cellar is not the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Although it feels like one, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything's good credit. I'm not slamming anyone. <laughs> I don't make waves. <laughs> the <laughs> so now I'm just curious, like so, but you never did like a, a Conan or a Letterman. Why don't you do right. Conan? I should. I put in for it again recently. You know, I, I, I'm still friends with Brian over there, so I try to get. I, mean, I you, got you, in the the twenty second perfect TV act because you have these little fucking one-liners. Yeah, I'm hoping to do it. I don't um, want to say like little one-liners, but you know what I mean. You have like jokes. You'd say the joke, it ends. You say the joke, another joke, it ends. That's perfect for TV. Thank Four you. Four and a half minutes, you can... Uh, Manage me. It's perfect. Not, no, don't, don't get all... See, this This is where the pushiness comes in. Now I feel like because I said that, you're going to be like, Hey, Todd, can you put it away? I will not put it This is the big favor I'm doing. I'm pointing at the microphones that we're Thank you. This is my big break. This is your This big is break. it. But I would think that you'd be a slam dunk. Thanks, man. So is he going to help you, Kylie, my ex-roommate? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. great dude. Yeah, yeah. He's passed stuff along, and so I'm I'm in the the tumbler somewhere over there. Yeah, yeah, totally. Follow up on it. Man. I will. Thank you. That's what I'm hoping to do. I mean, for for last comic, we taped two three and a half minute sets in front of a studio. Like it was a great audience uh -huh. for it. So those are there somewhere, you know. But did they get, did they, you get that footage? Maybe it's a good idea. I it's a good it. idea. But then you might then you got to worry about like, oh, did they? Then they might go, oh, he did these jokes on TV. Right, right. In a way, this was good because I didn't burn up a lot of stuff. Uh -huh. So you know, now I can audition with whatever. Oh yeah, Anytime a bunch you can make of the stuff. Splash. You know. Yeah. So you were literally on forty seconds. Uh, I think that's How what many it was. Jokes did you get out? So it's uh, six jokes, I think. In forty seconds. Yeah, it's all fast. It's all really like you know. And I watched it again, and it's like it really goes quick. Like I just made a. Like an album of all my jokes, uh -huh. I, all the jokes that I thought would be good for one album, and I taped it as a studio album. So I made it kind of like in a podcast style setup uh -huh. at home. I just I bought um, brick wallpaper. This is like real. Was oh, this the video that you sent me? Yeah, yeah. It's well, that one I made a sh as a short clip for Jonathan Katz a few years ago. Uh -huh. He had a, a comedian, Jonathan Katz, who had yes. uh, Doctor Katz. And... My audience knows who Jonathan Katz. Okay. Is. <laughs> And he uh, had a show called Explosion Bus, like a web series. Okay, I didn't. I say I wasn't sure what that was. I think yeah. Now I remember he did have that show. And he had little comedy lead-ins for uh -huh. it. So I made like a five-minute clip uh, in front of a fake brick wall that I called my uh, home comedy club. Yeah. And I just did the jokes and added like a little two-second laugh. Yeah, and these are all funny. jokes that I knew. I knew all these jokes work in a club, so yeah. they're all sort of vetted in that so way. So I actually do them in the club when you can... It, they've been vetted. Yeah, they've been vetted, so just, you know... Make... So did you put out an album? So I have, like, 45 minutes of material, and I'm just going to start putting it out as little, like, five-minute chunks, like, on... you got to get it on an album, then you got to get it on serious radio, because then you can make real money. Oh, Okay. Don't ask me how to. I'll tell you one thing how to do it. But then, thank you. Then you're on your own. Then I'm on my own. I know. I know. But yeah, you can get money. Well, there's this thing called Sound Exchange, where once you get on Sirius, it's like the union almost of uh, satellite radio, and you can get sizable checks. Wow. Yeah. I'm just thinking that you know you have kids. I'm just trying to take care of them. Thank you. 
So this video is not the same recording as... No, it has some of the same jokes, but it's uh, 40 more minutes of, of material. Well, it's not the same recording session. No, different recording session. So the album is you, no audience. Me, no audience. Did you add laughter? And I added, there's this one bite of two seconds of laughter. That's on the album. And that's on the album. It goes like... All your projects are running together. (laughs) All your your projects are... I'm getting confused, but I think I got it sorted out. So there's no... So you're going to... You don't even have a website, do you? I have a website, but I have to put it back. It's it's down right now, but I have to put it back up. Ugh. I have a website. You should get it up before this drops. Okay, because it's gonna be, it's gonna be, the traffic is gonna be bananas. Awesome. What is that website? Amir Golan. A M I R G O L A N. G O L L A N. G O L L A N. Yeah. I oh, see. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um. So, this is. I don't know. I probably asked you this question. Do you have like a job job now? Yeah, I've been subbing and oh, still? teaching. Yeah, teaching uh, in the evenings at a at a Orthodox school, like really? their their after school program, like super super Orthodox kids. How do you? And you teach them like oh, English and math. No, but the teachers come in from outside and so you teach there. Do you have to wear a yarmulke? No, sometimes I wear it just as a sign of respect and um, to to blend in. You grow a full beard and wear. It, it, uh, Black. Yeah, they're happier when when I have a five o'clock shadow. They're always happier. Really? Yeah, and you're supposed to not talk about anything from the outside at all. It's kind of it's almost like visiting a prison or something. Yeah. You go and you teach math and you teach English, and if they ask you an outside question, you're supposed to just go back to the lesson. But they're little, you know, they're like twelve year olds. So they ask, they always like ask you ask me things like, "Do you drive on Sabbath?" And Ooh. the times that I've made the mistake, it's a, it's a trap question, because if you say no, then they say, they scream, well, you're not a Jew. And they scream it. If you say no, if you say, no, no, if, if you say yes, yeah. they scream, then you're not a Jew. Yeah. And if you say uh, no, then they're like, you're a liar. Right. <laughs> you know, so it's, they, they try to trap you in questions. Yeah. Which of those is worse to be called, huh? Not a Jew or a liar. Or a liar, right. Um, are they just being little dicks? Well, they'd rather do anything than do, you know, it's it's typical kids in school. So but that's, that's a weird, I mean, maybe it's not a weird question if you're an Orthodox Jew, but like, yeah. are they like testing you or are they just, uh, I think probably because you don't look, you know, you don't. You look look like an Orthodox a, Jew. You know, Hasid. I'm, right, I'm not. Is that how you say it, Hasid? Hasid, yeah. Hasid. Yeah. So they're like, oh, he's disgusting. Are there like Christians yes. that teach there? I don't think so. No, not at all. Is it- but they're they're little kids, so they try to haze. Like when you first come in, there's like this hazing right. period. Right. Now it's kind of they've gotten used to. They they see that I'm not giving up. So so they're ultra they're orthodox. Okay. Like they're super they the, super uh, orthodox. Payas? They have yeah yeah like Is that the payas? Is that what it's called? the swirly pattern payas and that's the little wow yeah. So they're yeah. That's heavy. That. It's a different world. You know, there's no, uh, you go in, there's no like uh, Garfield posters on the wall and like, you know. uh, I'm surprised. Go ahead. Like it looks like a school like 200 years ago, basically. I'm surprised they would let anyone who wasn't ultra-Orthodox teach there. Right. I think they have to, though, because it's the after school. It's the Department of Education. It's mandated. Oh, it's public. So they have to. That's their little slice of public school education that they have to have. Different set of rules. Private schools, they can... They can they get can an exemption, but rights, the you know, your yeah, dress codes and sh- sh- 
shit like that. But, yeah. And the rabbis patrol the hall, so they constantly like poke their heads in to make sure everything's fine. Oh, so it's supervised. It's semi-supervised. What are they looking for when they poke their heads in? Like you're some amount of order, you know, it's like, the end of the day, so the kids are really tired. You're know? driving or something, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're hoping I'm not tied to the chair, and big, like you're, you're passing out crosses. <laughs> wow, is that a fun job? It can't be fun. It's it bet like... it's better now. Like at the beginning, they were sort of hazing the teachers, uh -huh. so that was really tough. Can you punish them? Because the one leverage I have is I can I can call their parents. Oh, but you have so, to actually make that call, but I, I can have one of the rabbis do it. Yeah. Oh man, I would be pulling that. I'd be playing that card. Have you yeah. done that before? Yeah, I've done it. I've and I have to do it more as the year goes on. You know, it's it's like now it's spring, so it gets harder again. So every once in a while I have to kinda of like clean house and, and call parents. Wow. Yeah. And this this you do this how often? Uh four nights a week. So that's like it's an hour. You know. It's an hour? Yeah. All this shit happens in an hour? It all happens in an in a well, hour and fifteen minutes. What is that? And it, and it's these benches. The benches kind of remind me of the benches they have at the comedy cellar. Uh -huh. So I always laugh to myself as I go in. I was like, this is like a really hard set at the comedy cellar. Like then when I go to do a set at the comedy cellar, I'm like this is so easy by comparison. Yeah. Like it's it it's like swinging five baseball bats to do that. So even so though it's gotten easy, this is, you go to work for an hour and fifteen minutes. No, no, but during the day I'm subbing too. At so it's just regular, yeah, like charter schools and stuff. And those are the ones where a lot of times I've been showing up, and there's somebody else teaching. Like there's already somebody in the room, so you're like a co-teacher. When I did when I did sub, the time that I had that a little bit was when I I ended up doing school for the deaf on Twenty Third Street, and they had to have like an assistant in the room. Yeah. So I would go in, and I didn't know sign language. As I told them, I didn't know. And then this person would did know sign language. So it was kind of like, you know, Lisa, talk to Lisa today. <laughs> Lisa's got everything you need to know about what we're going to do today. I will be sitting down. And uh, I'm sure I did more than that. But, I mean, it was it's definitely better to have someone in the class. Totally. Especially somebody who can run the class. Like for younger grades, a lot of times it's easier – for women to teach those grades because they're still the kids are still used to their moms uh -huh. and they can hear it's like a dog whistle like they they can't even hear my voice like if i scream to them to get quiet they won't hear it but like a, a woman who teaches a younger grade can say two words and they're totally quiet yeah. pin quiet for 40 minutes i mean i used lisa as an example but yeah, there yeah. were men who did it as well <laughs> in case you think the school for the deaf doesn't hire men to be teaching assistants which I'm sure that's on everyone's mind right now. Man, I really dug a hole now. What uh, what are your dreams and hopes? Well, I'm I'm glad I finally packaged my work. Like that, it's in like a, a I'm gonna go headline in May. I'm scheduled to headline at a club in the Philly area. Which so one? Which uh, one? it's called the Comedy Works in Bristol, uh -huh. uh, New Jersey, and. Uh, I've done it before. I mean, I've done 20 or 30 minutes off the top of my head since the 80s. Like, you know, I've always had that as a like uh -huh. an easy, that's an easy thing to, like, I have the jokes memorized. Right. But this is a little harder. It's, a, you know, I have to, like, actually, like, before the gig, I'll have to sort of memorize other chunks. Well, you've been doing it a long chunks. time. Yeah, I've been doing it for, you know, here. yeah. This should, you should be, uh, it should be something you can do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's and, all I'm saying. And especially compared to teaching, it's always like, oh, okay, it's it's yeah. the thing where they stay in their seats. So it's 
it's easier. So you got this headline, and I gig. got this headlining gig, and then I'm hoping with the by making the album to sort of like um, the thing I heard about Bob Newhart is he sort of wrote his albums almost completely in advance, and then sold the albums, and off the strength of the albums getting attention, he was suddenly in front of audiences. You know, he kind of like reversed his way into it. I mean, it's probably a different time, but I don't know. Yeah, it's a I mean, it definitely was a different time, but I'm trying to think. So he would make an album, he'd write an album. Yeah. And then where would they play this out? Where did they play Bob Newhart albums? I think they sold LPs in stores. Yeah. So it, it sold really well. well. That's definitely a different time. And it's definitely, yeah. So it's the model is sort of similar. And, you know, given like my work demands and family and everything, I can usually give like a night or two uh-huh. to stand up a week. Like I can't be out doing like 10 yeah. spots a night or whatever it is. It's f- I love doing it, but I have to work kind of like within what I what I have going on so right now. So you're going to release this album like for sale. So yeah, is someone l- going to put it out? I'd like to. Yeah, I'd like to, to put it out now that it's recorded. I'd like to package it and now that put it out. Now recorded it like just at home? Yeah, yeah, just like this. <laughs> <laughs> My home comedy club at home, and then I put the last. Do you one. Uh, did you did you do that as sort of an artistic choice? To uh, hey, to give it like hey, this is funny. He yeah, it made me laugh. Funny. You know, because uh, like I saw that you did in a way. It was almost like the the like a negative of a crowd work tour. Like it's almost like the exact opposite uh-huh. of that. A studio album with with material that's been tested in a club, but it's completely shot at home. But the and, negative of the crowd work tour, since the crowd work tour was good, that means it's bad. Your album is bad. <laughs> you, you're putting out a bad album. So on. fast. I'm quick as that's Zing. an example <laughs> of the crowd work that he was just mentioning. Oh. So, no, no, that's a funny idea. That's Maria Bamford did something like that, I think. she Didn't she release a special where she's just doing it for her parents? Oh, that's funny. No, I, 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 I saw her on Colbert recently. She's, she's, super, she's great. She's super funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, Mir, is there anything else we should burn into? Uh I mean, I brought a, a, a like a set list in case we ran th- out of uh, if if we hit a lull. So I thought I, I, no I could just on the top very podcast. <laughs> There's never been one lull, and I could throw you the set list, and you could read something randomly off of it, and you tell me the joke, and either tell you the joke. I mean, can I, I could do a set? I don't know. No, don't it's do it. No one's ever done a set. <laughs> I, know, I know you love performing when there's no audience. I know yeah. that's your thing. You could do the laugh track. So what know? am I doing here? Um, what do you? Did you prepare this? I don't know. I think we we covered a lot of this stuff. But <laughs> oh, you, I mean, you made oh you made notes on what? Okay. Oh wow, that's potential funny. things that we could talk about because uh, you said bring stuff to talk about. Oh okay, you so I brought I um know that you'd actually bring stuff yeah. To talk why not about. prepare? You know. No, I appreciate that. Sure. Right. Well, I'll give you another five minutes then. Thanks, man. What is it says here? Uh, teaching mechanical bull. What's that about? Yeah, the teaching uh, middle school was like riding a mechanical bull. Did you already say that? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, is, we've covered some. We, I haven't. I haven't been excellent. <laughs> a lot of we burned a lot of that stuff. Um, I, I guess I could look at it. Bieber, what is Bieber? Oh, that you had uh, in a conversation at the cellar once. You said, uh, "Oh, like I could see you on on YouTube, like uh, like you have a, a quality <laughs> like Bieber. You made some joke about like you should sell like little YouTube clips or something. Uh-huh. I think you're just trying to be constructive." So I wrote that down. I remembered it. What does so Bieber it. have to do with it? I think he made a YouTube video uh, and it, and it went did. viral. No, I don't remember that conversation. Okay. Peace on Earth? What's that about? 
Oh, I called my my at home comedy club the Peace on Earth Comedy Club. <laughs> just to have like a message, you know, like that's uh, funny. That's, uh, that's such a terrible name for a comedy club. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> uh, wow. See now, the OCD in me wants to cover every single topic that's on this list because I now I, I don't know what they are. Andy Kaufman bongos. Oh, I saw you played bongos. Uh, oh, you're talking about you, oh, you wrote shit he, about me. Yeah, I wrote stuff about. Yeah, it's not about you me. play. We can't talk about your dreams and aspirations. No, no, no. Okay. I'm not a guest on. What's tarot deck? Tarot deck. I was going to bring one, and we could ask a question and pull a card. And you have your accordion, which you have with you. I have my accordion. Yeah, we're not going to have whip that out. And we're not going to whip it out. I want to be liked in this building that I live in. It's not that loud. <laughs> I, I play it in the subways. Do you? Have you ever busked? No, I dream about it though. Why don't you do that? I should. I saw a, a guy run onto the car with an accordion the other day, and uh, it seemed like he did pretty well. It had a nice, like a like a real nice sound. I'd always be afraid of getting robbed. Yeah, it's just it just takes a lot of free <laughs> free will. I already met my wife on public transportation. Yeah. So I think I'm I'm good. Although that think of all the money that because you're it, funny, so if you got yeah. a few jokes out, they might be like, oh, I got I got to hand it to this guy, honey. Give me a dollar. Honey, give me a dollar. That's an impression of a guy who doesn't have a dollar asking his wife for a dollar. Yeah, people do well doing busking. Let's see what else we got here. We got uh, play as much as Todd. Let me 20 mini what? I don't know. All right. um, yeah, I think we covered it. Yeah. So you, you play the accordion. How, how much of your 45 is the accordion on the album also? Just some short, non-copyrighted, because some of the things I played were like covers. So yeah. I, I said, well, I can't put covers on the <laughs> well, you got album can, and sell it as my. Out. Yeah, I'd have to, you know, get licensing yeah, for yeah. it. So I, I left it. I had a couple of like quick jokes where I say, like, see if you can name the song. How did you learn and how to play accordion? I was taken to lessons when I was nine and just started having lessons, and then. Um, I actually played violin concertos, transposed for accordion. Where were you? And I competed outside of Boston, uh, Newton, Massachusetts. So your, your parents took you to a... Yeah, my mom took me to accordion lessons. She said, this is a good instrument to... to did, she, did you like doing it? I liked it, I guess yeah. You, you know, yeah, I took, it, so you didn't, you I didn't took to it, it, and then I kept... Yeah, and then I kept playing How it. How much and, does an accordion cost? Uh, anywhere between 500 and... Three thousand, maybe. So I would get like a three thousand dollar one if I was going to buy one. Yeah, like electric. <laughs> you you want to go electric with it? Yeah, and, I would uh, buy the best. Like synthesizer. I would buy the best accordion. Well, here, <clears throat> this was fun. Is there anything you want to plug? This is the plug portion. The plug is. Um, What's your? Do you have Twitter? I have Twitter. What's your Twitter? My Twitter is Agolan. A G O L L A N. At tw yeah, Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, people, no, yeah. my, <laughs> my audience very. They will take it from there. Nice. <laughs> The nope. Facebook, I'm on the Facebook. What's your Facebook? Amir Galan. Okay. Is it a page? Yeah, it's a page, and there's a, there's a fan page. Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. And uh, that page was, they said, oh, like, get a fan page, because it's going to blow up with uh -huh. Last Comic Standing. It's going to yeah. hit, like, 5,000 yeah. on your friend page, and you want the fan page. Yeah. And then once the 20 seconds aired, um, you know, it... It got like 16 views, so but it's still there. The fan page is there, and and uh, I'll post the album on the fan page and YouTube. But I think I want to organize Don't the album. Post the whole album, man. No, no. How are you gonna make money if you give it away? 
Well, what about there's musicians now that give away the album to start some yeah, momentum? Yeah, I know, but... And then you think it's better just sell it, just sell it straight out. I don't out. understand. I mean, why, why Like not? monetize it a little bit. Why not monetize it? Yeah. You've been working 28 years on these jokes. Right. To just dump them all. I mean, dump out like... Because your jokes little, are short, dump out yeah. a minute and a half as a sample. Okay, that's easy. Like short clips. That's just my two cents. Yeah, yeah, no, I like it. And then try to put it out and get it, you know, get it... Uh, On Sirius or something. Sirius yeah. and sell sell it for $3. Sounds great. Thank you. All right. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Todd. And you people <laughs> at home, I'm pointing at you. I never know how to end this. It's always awkward. You people at home, the reason I'm doing this is because I used to add a separate outro at the end, but that's a lot of work, so I just wrap it up right here. Thanks for coming out to the show tonight. I, Not something I meant to say, but you know what I mean. I'm saying goodbye. All right, goodbye, everyone. Hey, everyone, before you go, this is me interrupting to let you know that I should have uh, played a clip of Amir's comedy, so I, I was able to get one. And here's a, a clip of the comedy and jokes and that album recorded in his home that he was talking about. That is a poorly formed sentence. Here's Amir Galan. Said a lot of people die on their deathbeds, so I went out, I got a bunk bed. <laughs> Electronic cigarettes are great, but I prefer acoustic. <laughs> I'm the kind of guy I like to give credit where debit is due. <laughs> the other night I got picked up by a UFO. Actually, it was a UFO taxi. The fare was astronomical. <laughs> when I go to the gym, I like to cross train. Yeah, I do a, an hour on the rowing machine and an hour on the vending machine. <laughs> Went into a Barnes and Noble and they have a Starbucks in the Barnes and Noble. I figured the Starbucks would have a smaller Barnes and Noble inside it and then a smaller Starbucks and a smaller Barnes and Noble and a smaller and so on and so on and so on. I accidentally crushed my car's side view mirror. Yeah, it turns out it wasn't one of those collapsible ones. Feral Audio. Hey, you with the rhinestone dog collar. Between us dogs, I just convinced my human to upgrade to a new home with a 1,200 square foot bathroom. I think she called it a yard. With Wells Fargo's 3% down payment on a fixed rate loan, my human realized a new home was within reach. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash woof. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Down payments as low as 3% on a fixed rate loan require mortgage insurance. Ask a home mortgage consultant about loan requirements. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Equal housing lender. NMLS ID 399801.